This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 155 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and this week I'm joined by Jake because Gaz is busy. How you doing mate? You alright? Yeah, not bad thanks Ben. Obviously we've had technical issues even though you're meant to be the technical guru. Um <laughs> And also, obviously, we've lost a game of football, so who else would you bring on rather than me? Um, Gaz has clearly <laughs> bottled it again, so here I am, another defeat, nice and positive. Well, you know, I think despite that, you know, I'm I'm going to put the positive spin on it this week. You know, Gaz isn't here, so I've got to do that job. Um, despite that, you know, I think we'll, we'll jump straight into it, because obviously, like you say, um, 1-0 defeat uh, at home to Cambridge on Saturday, which was... Uh, it was a sickener, really, wasn't it? Because we just had the best of pretty much the whole game. Um, we should have had probably three or four by half time. It was just a, a really frustrating one where we we didn't quite, you know, get get the ball in the back of the net. And it was it, it was a game where we were sort of screaming out for a for an out and out striker, which you know might have been a bit of a, a bit of a foot. Uh, foreshadowing moment but um yeah difficult one um difficult one to take but I think there were a lot of positives to take from that game what about yourself yeah I mean I'm I'm a bit like Gaz in a way where if we've lost the game of football I won't go and watch the highlights so I'm yet to see the game back um I'm a bit of a, a bit of a brat like that but no walking away from the ground um I was disappointed to say that we hadn't won the game never mind the fact that we'd actually lost it um, you know you think of the countless chances we had in the first half I think Cullen had a couple the goalkeepers made a really good save I think Maguire had a really good opportunity as well and it just seemed like one of those days where anything we were going to throw at that goal was not going to go in the back of the net and you know their keeper had another world didn't he like he did at, at Newcastle in the in the FA Cup mm-hmm. so it, it's something you expect I mean, I've spoke to Cambridge fans since and they've sort of Said they were a bit fortunate to come away with a win. Um, I mean, I mean, there's questions whether it was a free kick. I think TJ probably just about won the ball. That's I'm probably clutching at straws. But then we've got to defend the set piece better. Um, 
to be fair, that was my first instance as well. My first reaction was he's, he's taken the ball. Um, they didn't include the challenge in the highlights. So unfortunately, I can't comment on that since because I've only seen it the once. Um, my, my first reaction was, oh, he's, he's taken the ball. Oh, that's a harsh free kick to to get given away. But like you say, you need to, you know, you need to make sure that we defend those things better. Um, I think it, it's very harsh to single somebody out in that instance, but I, I do think it was a bit of a weak parry from, from Griffiths. Um, it, looking back on it, I don't know if he was caught by surprise or whatever, but it, it didn't seem like it was all that powerful. Um, maybe could have held on to it, but you know, ultimately Cambridge took the one chance that they got and, um, well, I say the one chance they did make a couple of good saves in the first half, but like, yeah, ultimately Cambridge took the chance and and essentially stole three points from us. Um, because like you say, their keeper in the first half had an absolute worldy, um, made some fantastic saves, and then again, the second half, um, made a really good save from, from Cullen, uh, as he I think it was just on the left hand side and sort of lashed it across the, uh, the goal. Um, Initially, I thought, oh, that was clearly going over anyway. But then again, when you watch it back, it was, to me, that was a, a shot on target. If, you know, if the keeper doesn't pull off a bit of a wonderful reaction save, then it, uh, it you know, it goes in and the game changes. But yeah, um, I mean, let's let's talk about some of the performances because I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people potentially grumbling. I saw one person say that it was, it was indefensible that we lost the game. Um, I think that was probably a bit harsh, maybe, you know, sort of in the moment thing but um i think regan paul is is still showing that you know he's he's played at center back quite a lot of his career um i thought he had an excellent game again um and it, it seemed to be kind of more of the same from the sunderland game just we we're just missing something um and again we'll, we'll come to it a little bit later on but it seems like we may have got that something in the middle of the week haven't we yeah, I mean, just before I sort of touch on any performances, there was a there was a moment in the second half, I think it was, where they, they scored, but it was disallowed. It was Joe Ironside and the yeah. way that he put the ball in the back of the net. Um, a lot of us in lower four sort of said, you know, fuck me, if we had a striker that could finish like that, we'd be, you know, we'd be all right. I don't know if you remember it, Ben, but he, he put it right in the top corner where, mm. where the keeper was going to get nowhere near. But then um, in terms of performances, then... Um, yeah, I think Regan Paul. I think you're right on Regan Paul. Um, definitely come in, um, come on, come on, leaps and bounds. Anti as a centre half. I think that's where, when he came through at Newport and then went to Man United and had loans with Northampton. I think that's predominantly where he played, and it was more mm-hmm. Russ Martin that that turned him into a right wing back, and then obviously subsequently he played the back end of last year for us as a a right back. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you can imagine once we get Walsh in there with with Regan, maybe, or because uh, obviously Lewis isn't going to be in for a for another good couple of months. So, yeah, I mean, the performances were good. I thought um, I have to say, Cohen Bramwell, I've been quite a critic of his um, over the last couple of months. Um, really sh- stood out for me. Um, I think he got man of the match on some sort of page on Twitter as well. Um, you know, he's played really well, you know, since the, the, the mistake that he made in the Cheltenham game um, for the equalising goal in the 90-odd minute, he, he's come on and, and reacted from that, which is really good to see. Um, I thought Cullen looked OK. Uh, he looked, you know, he looked busy in the middle, up front, didn't he? He was running around, he had a few opportunities. You could tell he'd only been in the building um, a couple of days. I think Michael was happy with that. But yeah, I mean, I think we did enough to to get something from the game, but football's a, a cruel mistress and she uh, 
gave us the eyes and kicked us in the bollocks, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I think the, the the key thing there that you've said about Cullen was the fact that, you know, when you've only been in the building for five minutes or so and you, you're put into the first team um, straight away, you, you know, it's, it's unlikely that you're going to have a, a massive, massive impact. Um, that, you know, I, I, I wasn't expecting, uh, a, you know, a, a performance on the level of, uh, of Morgan Whitaker's debut. I thought, you know, if he, if he does well for himself, you know, puts himself about, he'll be, he'll be all right. A goal would have been lovely, but obviously, you know, it's uh, it's something that he's going to be working towards, and with the uh, with the cancellation of Tuesday, it gives him a little bit more time to, um, to to bed in, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we should probably touch on that. Um, that there was quite a lot of outrage, wasn't there, on on Twitter, especially about the the pitch. I mean, I, I even recall going on the the Rotherham Twitter sphere, and they were pretty livid. They wanted to play the game because I don't know if you remember last year, Ben, when they got relegated from the championship, they were playing games every three days because of postponements and, mm. you know, they're up there towards the top end of the division and they don't want to be playing a, a game every three days because that might hinder their, their promotion chances and that, you know, they don't want to be screwed over in that way um, again. So I think their fans are quite, quite livid at the decision, obviously. Um, I was really looking forward to it. I had, um, I made my way to Lincoln before, like to meet up with the the guys before, um, and then sort of got cancelled, which is a bit shit. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the positive is the fact that it gives the players that we signed um, on Red Tuesday, as they're now labelling it, and um, and then you know Liam Cullen, it gives Michael a, a bit longer on the in the EPC, don't it, to to let them in knowing our ideas and the way that they're going to be used in our system. So yeah, I mean, it's there's pros and cons. We wanted to go to the game, didn't we? It's a, it's a local ish game and it's only an hour away or so. And um, yeah, I was disappointed, but you know, it's football and it frozen pitches happen. Um, You know, I I don't think we're ever going to play that Rotherham fixture at the minute. It's one, one, isn't it? In terms (laughs) of cancellation. So you probably bet your ass on the next time that it gets rearranged that there'll be something wrong with the pitch or we'll have COVID or or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's pros and cons, but um, personally, I really wanted to get down there and um, and see some of the new boys, um, you know, get, make the first couple of minutes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think the thing for me was um, I... You know, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to go on Tuesday, um, even if it did take place. And it was, uh, while it is, yes, a, a you know, a relatively local game, um, you know, circumstances meant that I, I wasn't going to be able to attend. So the, the slight silver lining for me is that the rearranged game, I will potentially be able to get there because it's not going to take me too long to get down. So, um, or get up there. So, yeah, swings and roundabouts on that one. Um, but, I mean, it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a kick in the balls. Um, I was looking forward to, uh, to to seeing what the guy, you know, what the new lads could do. Um, but obviously, wasn't to be. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I don't know. There was something a little bit odd about having a game called off for a frozen pitch. That you know, you, people posting screenshots of the weather in Rotherham and stuff like that. I was like, like. I can understand the frustration. I was frustrated. I was annoyed, but ultimately, you know, it it happens in football. Things like this, sadly. So yeah, you yeah. can see where they're coming from, though, Ben, because you know they've Rotherham paid a lot of money to move into that 
you know, fancy new stadium from yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. And you'd think that, you know, they'd invest in some facilities to keep an area of the pitch where they knew was going to be, where they didn't get any sunlight. And if we're basing mm-hmm. our potential new ground at the, um, on that new estate that's, you know, all the planning permissions going ahead or whatever, you know, I think Liam Scully touched on it in the, um, in the fans forum. Well, the hilarious fans forum last week that, um, that Rotherham was a ground that we're sort of looking to mould off. So, you know, you'd expect, you'd hope that we wouldn't make a, a similar mistake to what they've done, but yeah, it, it, it's a bit shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to have, um, I don't think you're going to have too many of those instances, um, you know, going forward. I think it it is a little bit of a black mark against Rotherham, I guess, when you say, you know, oh, we, we are a championship club or we want to be a championship club. And it's like, well, championship clubs have, you know, frost covers and undersoil heating and stuff like that. So yeah, I would have and, thought and that was there. Be, but... And main. Uh, ben, who were like a 10th tier club. They play at the same um, level as the club that I worked for in the media department last year, AFC Mansfield. They're like 15 minutes away from um, from Rotherham and they, you know, they're, they're a 10th tier side and they kept their game on, you know. Mm. But, you know, that's all swings and roundabouts, isn't it? We're just, we're just yeah. moaning that we didn't get to see a game of football, which... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, ultimately, it's um, it, it was a disappointment on Tuesday night to, to not have a game to to go on but we had some good news on Tuesday with two signings one of which was uh, slightly more marquee than the other one that's not being disrespectful but the second one that was announced first one we're going to talk about um, was uh, oh I've lost his you don't know his name, name. Again. <laughs> I've lost his it's going you out of my head why don't you use what uh, Michael Horton said Tyrese John Jules he's back yeah I'm not, I'm not I'm not doing that. Brooke um, Norton Coffee. Yeah, Brooke Norton Coffee. Yeah, there we go. I'd, I'd lost it because I've got, I, I do have notes, Jake. I do have notes and I just need to place them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brooke Norton Coffee signing from Arsenal um, on loan. Um, another instance of a young player coming in. Uh, obviously, you know, we've heard before about the links with Arsenal that, um, that have been put in place with a, you know, good presentation to them and, you know, built, forging that relationship. Seems to have paid off. Um, I think from the interview that he did, it sounds like it all came together relatively late. I think he said he found out at the weekend and, you know, that, that we were interested and, you know, would he be interested in coming up? And ultimately, yeah, you know, he's, he's come in and um, he's uh, he's joined on loan till the end of the season. So seems like a decent, uh, you know, well-built centre-back. Obviously, you know, a young lad and he's going to have to learn very quickly to slot in. But... I mean, you know, with the situation with Lewis, obviously out for, that's something we need to talk about as well, you know, out for nine months at least with an ACL injury. Um, yeah, looks like it could be a, uh, hopefully one for the future. Um, you know, it's difficult to say because unless you are significantly invested in Arsenal and their youth setup, it's very unlikely that you'll have seen him in action. So um, I know you've, you've sort of had a little look at some of the bits. Um, what yeah, yeah, so... First and foremost, Ben, I've just gone down Cornell's Twitter feed just to see what... Because you know how Cornell gives everyone nicknames? He's, he's called him Brooke Travis Scott Norton Cuffey, which I think's fantastic. You know, big no, up it's Cuff. not fantastic because Travis Scott's a dickhead who... Well, he... yeah, no, agreed, yeah. But it's just the fact that he comes up with these names. So, you know, <laughs> off the cuff, he, sorry. Anyway, um, 
God's sake. <laughs> what you just said, marquee signing, you know, that, never mind. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I've got a mate, AD, who's big on Arsenal under 23s. Um, now, he, he sort of said that Brooks, but he thought that Brooks' ceiling was League One in the Championship. Um, he doesn't think he's a Premier League player. Um, so, obviously, he's just turned 18, I think, a week ago as well. Um, I mean, I've watched a few clips. He's, he's very strong. He's quick. But then you have to consider the opposition that he's coming up against in these clips, don't you? And the fact that they are made purely to make the player look better. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a body in. I think that's probably the best way to look at it. Um, I think he'll probably be used more as a cover at right back rather than centre back, um, purely because, as we mentioned earlier in the top of the show, that Regan's gone in there and done really well. You know, Jacko's apparently not too far away. Joe Walsh is back on the grass. Um, and you've got TJ who can play there as well. So it's sort of good that we're collecting these these youngsters from Premier League clubs, isn't it? Like you said, um, you know, there was a bit in the fans forum about Jess George talking about how they go around it, which is really interesting. So, you know, if you're interested in the way that we, we recruit these players, I would recommend you go and have a look at that. But yeah, I mean, we can't really say too much about him, can we? Because he's, he's, he's hardly featured for the under-23s this year. Um, well, a couple of appearances, but... We'll have to wait and see how we get on. It's the first loan. It was Big Dan's first loan as well. So not to foreshadow anything, but you never know with, with young players. So excited to see how he gets on because obviously he's a talented lad that, you know, you have to have a certain degree of talent to come through at Arsenal. But we're just excited to see how he gets on and, and hopefully he can get a few minutes and and sort of show his ability to other other teams if he's going to try and put himself in the shop window for a League 2 or, or National League or maybe even a League 1 move in the in the summer yeah well, I mean you know I think it's it's probably fair to you know to, to say look let's let's see what he can do um, and let's see what happens with him because I think um, any like you say anybody that that has a, a contract at a Premier League side like they no doubt have talent and I think that was one of the things that wound me up a little bit about people when they were sort of talking about um Dan and uh, Lundley because it's very clear that he's got talent it's just that he wasn't necessarily the right fit for us here at, at Lincoln so um, hopefully that's not the case with with uh, with Brooke and he comes in and you know shows what he's made of and, and really wants to make that step up because I think that is the big difference between 23s and and you know full-time men's football it's it's a lot more physical and it sounds like he's, he's up for the challenge so fingers crossed we're in for a good loan um, I want to talk about the marquee signing then, then Ben. I was going to say let's 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 move on to the other one because uh, we've got our striker, Jake. We've got a striker. Well, just think about it. When we've got Tom Hopper back, we're going to th- we're going to have four strikers, Ben. That's a, that's a, that's like too many. That's almost like when we won League Two and we had John <laughs> Lee. Oh God, I'm trying to think of the others now. Reedy. <laughs> Yeah, think we're, thing, we're going to have a load of options up front, which is which is really bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there was something that um, uh, what's his? I think it's it is it Alistair on Twitter, uh, Lincoln City eighteen eighty four. Yeah, um, on Twitter posted um, when the the lineup for Cambridge got announced, and it was the, the the meme from Peep Show with Mark sat at the Indian restaurant saying four four forwards, Michael. That's insane. <laughs> I thought as it tickled me in just the right way. I thought that was brilliant. Um, so yeah, I think um, hopefully you know get a few uh, 
get a few injuries back and I obviously don't really know the situation with with Hopper at the moment hopefully he's uh, he's all right and he's still on the road to recovery for for February I think it is now I think it was the latest yeah. estimate so yeah. um yeah but you know John Marquis coming in um I don't know if it was sort of a mutual decision to let him go from Portsmouth or whether we paid a fee. I don't think there was anything mentioned on that. Um, obviously, the reason that they have let him go is the fact that they've got Tyler Walker in on loan. But don't, don't. <laughs> I've already, <laughs> you know, I've already cried about that. I mean, the fact is, look, we've signed John Marquis uh, on a short-term deal to the end of the season. Um, I'm pretty certain that you know. It, Gaz actually said this on his uh, his dog walk the other day. He said, "You know, you're going to have a striker that's coming in that's potentially been a bit disenfranchised with the club that he's been at. You know, he didn't necessarily fit the Cowley style of play. He will likely fit Michael's style of play a bit more, um, a bit more easily, and he will be coming in looking to put himself in the shop window and bag some goals. So, hopefully, you know, he comes in and he's a hungry player, he's a hungry striker, and he'll he'll get himself in those positions that we needed somebody in on Saturday." Because I think if we'd have had somebody that sort of, you know, I think you said it on Twitter, you know, comes alive in the area, you know, if he's if we have somebody like that on Saturday getting on the end of the crosses, getting on the end of the balls that, you know, like the loose balls and stuff, I, I, we wouldn't have lost that game on Saturday. But um, yeah, it, it sounds on paper, it, it looks like the the kind of, the the, si- the signing that we, we absolutely needed to make. Um, and, you know, I think... The fact that you know John Marcus was, you know, rumored to be anywhere between one and two million pounds going to Portsmouth a couple of years ago, um, yeah, great signing, great signing on on paper, and hopefully, you know, he uh, he can he can do it on the grass. Yeah, you know, you just said there about when I said he comes alive in the penalty area, and then it feels like every single Pompey fan on Twitter then decided to show me clips of him being not alive in the penalty area. Yeah, I got a lot of stick for what I, for what I tweeted about about John Marquis and the fact that I thought um, that he was a really good striker, really good signing. You know, you said he was worth a lot of money when when Pompey decided to prize him away from Doncaster. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited by it. Um, obviously, we, we were linked with with Tyler Walker. Well, were we actually linked with Tyler Walker or were supporters making that, you know, the fact that he was really good on a loan spell and, and wanted him to come back. Uh, and I, I saw Ellis Sims was one linked as well. I mean, that was never going to happen, was it? After after what yeah. he achieved last season at Blackpool. So, you know, John Marquis is is not on a short term deal where if we've paid a fee, it's going to be minimal, isn't it? Because I think Danny yeah. Kelly just spoke about wanting John off the off the, the wage bill. Because yeah, I mean, I believe he was one of the highest earners there. Whether that's true or not um, is yet to be seen, but. I mean, it, it, it works for both John and it works for it works for us as well, doesn't it? Because we need a striker in the building that's going to make sure that we stay in League One next season. And John needs to get regular minutes, scoring goals, getting back to form, so that you know, like you said a minute ago, can put himself in the shop for um, shop window and can earn a move into League One because he's probably going to be in League One next year, isn't he? Whether that's with us, whether the club have agreed to put a a clause in where he might, if he scores or plays so many games that we keep him on for another year. I mean, that's not going to be the end of the world if we do, is it? Because, you know, he's a really good established League One striker. Um, mm. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited by it. I, I think that he's exactly what we need. And, you know, Michael alluded to the, the fact that we might now go two up top. You can imagine, I can just imagine Liam Cullen and John Marcus up front together. It just, I don't know, it just 
looks right, doesn't it? Big man, little man. And um, mm. I feel I feel like Mark, well, Liam Cullen, sometimes on Saturday, struggled to hold the ball up by himself. I mean, it, no, by no means he was bad at it, but if you've got a John Marquis there hold, taking up the two defenders, holding the ball up, you let Liam Cullen, who's you know, really tactically intelligent to make those moves, you know, in between the, the fullback and the centre-back, or you've got Morgan Whitaker and Scully either side, or or Chris Maguire, you know, then you're allowing those opp- players a bit more space and a bit more opportunity to score the goals. And we might see Marquis might not come in and score a load of goals like our fans might think he's, you know, seem to think he will, but, you know, he's going to make other chances for other players. And that's why I think the signing works on, on all for all parties, really. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the thing where you've got to have, um, you know, you've got to have that player that that has the knowledge, that has the experience. You know, I think the fact is that Marquis is what, 29, I think is, he is now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily fit the, the Appleton mould in terms of what we would expect for a normal signing. But, you know, at the same time, we've desperately been crying out for a, a you know, quote unquote proven goal scorer. And I, I don't think you can uh, complain about John Marcus's goal scoring record over the past few seasons. You know, Was it like a hundred odd, a hundred odd over the last six years? Is it or something like that? He's scored a lot yeah. of goals at this level, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's going to be, uh, like I said, on paper, very, very exciting signing, and hopefully, you know, he can. Um, he, he comes in and he's he's hungry to prove himself, and uh, you know if he does want to put himself in the shop window that he does so and, you know, gets us uh, a few in the back of the net to, and while he's at it. So, um, so that was, that was red Tuesday, I think as they, as they called it, because obviously, you know, blue Monday is uh, the thing where they're now marketing mental illness, which is always a fucking pleasure. Um, I but, thought it was um, a song on it, blue Monday. Uh, it, it was, but apparently the it's something to do with the uh, the, the day in January in particular is um, is the most depressing day of the year um, apparently. But oh. I don't know. But I thought yeah. most depressing day of the year was when Dan and Lundaloo got recalled. <laughs> I mean, he scored on Saturday, and then a lot of people. Saw, I know he did. A lot of people I... around me, a lot of people around me, were saying, "Oh, bloody hell!" You know, Lundaloo scored, and I was like. Okay, right. Let's have a look at the uh, let's have a look at the, the highlights later. And when I saw the highlights, have you seen his goal? Yeah, it, was, it followed it in well, didn't it? And I think that's the thing. Like you know, it was a it was a a, a speculative shot from distance, which the keeper spilled, and then he kind of ran in and and poked it in. And I think that kind of typifies why he didn't necessarily get many more from where we are, because or for for us, sorry, because. You know, we we tend not to have those kinds of shots, and if we do, it's usually Fiorini. And you know, with all due respect to him, goes nowhere near the goal. <laughs> yeah, that they, they've not necessarily been on target all that recently. Um, so, you know, <laughs> don't hate me. Else you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not criticising him in in general. It's just that some of his shooting has been uh, a little you'll bit. You'll have wayward. the bandwagon on you, Ben. They're <laughs> not already. Tell me about it. Um, so <laughs> that brings us to Saturday's game, which is away at Plymouth. Now, last time we were away at Plymouth was quite possibly the most insane game of football that I have ever seen. Um, 
it was obviously during the uh you know the sort of the covid era um and i'm just trying to remember how that one went because we went two nil down and then we went three two up didn't we yeah we got two penalties didn't we got two penalties that's right yeah and then um yeah they they nicked the winner in injury time which it was the most ridiculous game of football that i've seen possibly ever just topsy-turvy all over the place um but obviously you know Plymouth kind of uh exceeded a lot of people's expectations at the beginning of the season they've obviously dropped away a little bit now they're sitting in sixth at the minute um you know, obviously they've lost you know they, they lost Ryan Lowe which I'm pretty certain that you're going to be quite pleased about because uh, <laughs> just you know that was just just as a little peek behind the curtain Apparently, Ryan Lowe was the reason that Jake had to get censored the other week. Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, and that's why I'm now known as Sweary Jake. Yeah. Um, that's me. But, you know, I think looking at, you know, I was looking at a few bits beforehand and it it seems like they're not, you know, they're a little bit like we were in the season that we went up where they're not necessarily relying, you know, so we, where we won League Two. They're not necessarily relying on one player to get all their goals. You know, they're getting goals in from all over the pitch. Um, and that seeming... Uh, was it when we won the league or was it... It, it seems to have been a sort of a, a hallmark of, of Lincoln over the past few years where, you know, we, we're not relying on one guy to get 20, 30 goals a season. You know, we're, we're kind of... The goals are coming in all over the place. I mean, looking at this now, you've got... Uh, you know, this is where my quote-unquote research comes in. Um, you've got uh, the likes of, you know, Jeff Cott's got five, Ryan Hardy's got nine, um, well, uh, Connor Grant's got five goals as well. And, you know, a lot of the people chipping in with threes and twos. And, you know, I think it's a difficult... Well, I, I don't really know what to expect from from Plymouth other than, uh, you know, a, a tough game. What do you make of it? Yeah, well, did, do you remember the game that we had at, at Central Bank earlier in the season where we, I think we scored a, is it a, like a late equaliser, wasn't it? Because I feel like we went 1-0 up and then we got, we pegged it back to 2-1 and then we scored a, a late equaliser. But no, yeah, Plymouth were playing yeah, really was... good football and the the, the transition um, from Ryan Lowe to Schumacher seems to have gone really well. Um, obviously, Schumacher was in, in, I think he was below Ryan Lowe wants it. I think he's been at Berry with him as well. So the, for the players, it's not that much of a difference. And they play, they play some good football, don't they, Plymouth? I mean, mm. you know, as much as I disagree with Ryan Lowe, I think they've got some really good players on their hands. You know, you mentioned Jeff Cotton Hardy, but the player that I was going to talk about was um, Pantouche Camara, the midfielder, mm. who's been linked with moves to the championship pretty much all this window so far. Um Really good midfielder. Um, I don't actually know if he's off to the African Cup of Nations because I know he's um, Bissau Guinean, so if I've pronounced that right. But anyway, he's done really well. Um, he's a player that, that's boxed the box. He's, I remember watching the Quest highlights and he's scored a couple of goals. I remember one at, at Cheltenham where he, he put it away really nicely. So uh, look, we went to Plymouth last year and we lost twice. And, and how much better of a team were we when we went to Plymouth last year, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Plymouth, you look at the top the top six or so and you'd expect Plymouth to be the team that are going to drop away. And I think a lot of people thought that about us last year, you know, when we're tossing up, you know, the top of League One with Hull, Peterborough, um, Portsmouth were up there, weren't they? Um, mm-hmm. And Sunderland. So 
yeah, I mean, I've got massive respect for, for how they're doing and no doubt they're going to make it a difficult game. But having said that, the form that we're in performance-wise, um, I think we can look to go there and, and come away with a point. And I think that would be, a, you know, another point on the way to safety. And yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, we could even go there and win it. It's difficult, isn't it? But yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's it, it'll be a tough game, absolutely. But it's not one that we're fearing. But a month ago, you know, given the performances and stuff like that, we would have been absolutely bricking it, wouldn't it? If this was the off the back of the Hartlepool game in the Cup, we'd be absolutely mm-hmm. shitting it. But now we've played our way into a bit of form. Um, I see it as an opportunity to, to go and grab some points. Yeah, I think the thing for me is, like, you look at, um, like you say, the, the performances against Sunderland and, you know, the, the performance against Cambridge, even though we, we lost the game. Um, the fact is that I I think there was a lot more to take out of that other than, you know, oh, we've not taken a point from that game. I think, to be honest, the, the, like I said a little bit earlier on, if we had a player in the mould of um, an in-form John Marquis, I think we would have won that game quite comfortably on Saturday. So it almost feels like there's more and more bits of the puzzle being put in place. Um, and I think, you know, well, we've said this for the past few games now where, you know, if, if you give us a point, we'll have snapped your hand off for it. And, you know, Sunderland was one of those games where, honestly, well, you, you know, we've beaten Oxford, we've beaten Sunderland, who are, where are they in the league at the moment? Oxford seventh, Sunderland third at the time. I think Oxford was sixth and Sunderland was second. Yeah, that, makes, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're looking at two teams that in the table should be absolutely hammering us, you know, and according to Sunderland, they should be hammering everybody. But um, when you have two teams like that, that, you know, they're expected to win, um, you can go and have a, you can travel down, have a right go at them and, you know, see what comes off. And ultimately, I think we've not really got too much to lose on Saturday. Um, I think if the performance carries through, um, there's no reason why we can't go there and win it. But at the same time, it's another one I would happily, happily take a point on Saturday and uh, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, if, if, do you want to go out on a limb with a prediction? I know we've not done a prediction for a while. Well, what, you, you're asking them. me to put, make a prediction. You never ask Gary. What's this about? It's I'm starting to ha- sense some real unfavouritism in my direction then. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do what Gary. You know. I'm gonna do what Gary says. I'm gonna sit on the fence. I'm gonna wait for you to make a prediction first, Ben. I'll say two all. Two all. Um, no, I'm, I'm. I think I'm quite optimistically positive with with you know the new players coming into the team. Um, I think we can go there and nick it. I, I think we can we can go down there and win two one, and uh, hopefully the travelling contingent who um, have to get all their passes ready in advance for. For the uh, for the gates, um, I'm hoping that we can hopefully come away with a two-one win. That's quite optimistic of me. And when we lose five-nil, please do mention me on Twitter. It'd be funny. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, you know, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things to be positive about at the moment. I, I just think the uh, I think a lot of the doom and gloom has potentially been kind of brushed away. I think a lot of people who were at the game or who saw the game on on Saturday. Um, I think they will look at it and, and realise that, you know, this wasn't the kind of 
performance that was lacking um maybe you know that was a couple of months ago you know i think we me and Gazbo said you know at the time some of those games were were just frustrating and they were just a bit difficult to watch sometimes um but it seems like things you know might now have turned a corner and uh hopefully um we will see what continues to to happen um so yeah that's that's the Plymouth game uh covered I think the next thing that we need to talk about before we wrap up um there's actually two things because the first thing is that the I think the government have just or it's been confirmed that the government aren't going to step in on the Western Growth Corridor development, which means that in theory, a new stadium might well be on the way. Um, however, it will be one of the last things to get developed in the, uh, you know, in the development or get built in the development. Um, so we're probably looking at another 20 years or so before that even happens. So I think we're probably fine staying at Central Bank for the time being. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. It's become home, hasn't it? You know, I've been going what twelve, thirteen years now, pretty much constantly, and so it, it will be a sad day when we have to leave Central Bank. I mean, I know a lot of people have been going a lot longer than what what I have. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that one day, if I've ever got kids, I can take them down to Central Bank, not some plastic new stadium that doesn't feel like home because you know you, you have a lot of teams that have moved to new grounds and it becomes soulless doesn't it um, mm-hmm. so and Central Bank's got a lot of character so um, it'd be a sad day when we have to leave but if it's to you know for the betterment of the club and if we you know if we're established it in the second tier then it probably makes a bit of sense doesn't it yeah, yeah. I think, you know the thing for me is that like it, it, it's like I say it's all for the betterment of the club it's all for, for what happens and I think people will probably I mean I've seen people losing their shit about it already on, on social media it's like look it's not going to happen for another two decades it's like you're going to be fine don't worry about it you know it's it's a long term project so you know I I <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, obviously, the, the Stacey West development, um, currently, I think that's a little bit up in the air. I know Clive mentioned it at the, at the fans forum where he said that a lot of the costs are rising at the moment and, um, you know, things like that, um, which is a bit of a shame if it if it does kind of get put on hold. Um, obviously, you know, we, we don't have any info on that other than what's been uh, put out publicly at the minute. So hopefully we can get some more information on that in the next few weeks. Um but uh, yeah, the final thing that we wanted to talk about was this kind of little nugget of information from um, Jez George, uh, who said that we're potentially looking into a permanent signing over the next couple of days. Um, it will be a striker and it will be a project striker. So you've seen a name floating around social media. I haven't because I've not really seen too much on social media this, this past couple of days. Yeah. Um, it's Ben House. One. It's Ben House. But well, sorry, Ben, to cut you off. But it's, it, 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 I'll, I'll, go on, Ben. I'll, I'll save the name for later. We'll make them listen a bit longer. Well, you've already said it now, so you might as well carry on. Oh, yeah. It's Ben, it's ben House, everybody, from, from Eastleigh, um, supposedly. Now, don't shoot me if it's not, but... Um, <laughs> 
I mean, I've got it off Cornell, so I don't know exactly. I mean, I get <laughs> constantly tagged in tweets. Um, so anything that sort of, sort of comes out from Michael Horton or BBC Sport or Rob Makepeace, I'm sure, because I'm pretty sure you're in that tag list as well, Ben. So mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty much bombarded with, with Cornell um, tweets and my notifications. So, uh, and he's alluded to the fact that I'm not saying we've got it off Cornell. Um, I've just, it's become to my attention because of Cornell um, that it's, Ben House from Eastleigh, who was at Reading uh, as a kid and has since dropped into the the lower leagues. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's very Peterborough-esque of us to do that, something like this, isn't it, don't you think? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you look at some of the signings that we've had um, where we've taken, you know, gems from, from the lower divisions. I mean, obviously that was, you know, a Keith Alexander special back in the day. Um, and then more recently, you know, obviously the, the fact is that we were down there as well. So we had to, you know, we, we had to do that. But the likes of Raggett, you know, from Dover um, at the time, um, now playing, you know, now playing at, uh, is, he, is he still at Portsmouth? Yeah, yes, obviously. He's, 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 yeah. He used to play for Lincoln City, Ben. So he plays for Portsmouth now. Like we all do. Oh dear, Jake! You're gonna have more people coming after you if you go on like that. Um, so, as long as as long as it still says follows you next to Danny Cowley on on Twitter, I'll, I should be all right. I think won't do for long, mate. Now you doing that? <laughs> but, um, no. So like, yeah, you know, I, I think the thing is we we've done that before, but I think that was that was a case of needs must. I think if we are potentially looking into what is being described as a project signing, then to me that's a that's a symbol that the club's in a decent place at the minute because. You you don't have to, or you don't you don't make these sorts of signings without having, you know, some sort of stability in place. You don't make these signings um, because you you want to do it on a whim. You know, you, you do it because you believe in a player or you believe in a strategy. Um, so, yeah, if it you know if it does all come off and if it is indeed um, if it is indeed that you know uh, Ben House, then yeah, great. I think it's going to be a an interesting development um again i i will fully admit not necessarily seen a lot of him um and you know i, I probably will do once the pod's over i'll go and have a look um and, but yeah i think it's uh you, you don't have these signings unless you <laughs> say you've, you've got some sort of stability around you so interesting one um we'll uh we'll have to see on that one yeah, agreed. We have to have to wait and see, and, and hopefully it gets them out sort of in time for for Gary to come along and and tell you all about his XG and X assists and stuff like that. So you can get you can listen to all that next week. Indeed. Well, I'm sure everybody will uh, will be delighted with that when it happens. But um, I think really that's probably about it for the week, isn't it? I don't think we've got anything else that's. It's majorly pressing. Um, no, I think I think it's starting to look a lot like tea time, Ben. Um, <laughs> obviously, I think it's a bit of a, of a tradition, isn't it, to tell everybody what you're having for tea? Well, it is for it is for Gary because he well he he tells everybody what he's having for tea and then berates me for getting hungry on match day. So, well, you can be you can be Gary this week. You can step into his lumberjack shoes. <laughs> did see his poll earlier I was like yeah if, you, if you're going to be you know if you're going to be a middle-aged man that, that buys some new shoes you, you don't want to get yourself some Doc Martens you want to go full <laughs> midlife crisis and get yourself some Converse I've been wearing Converse since I was 16 and it's uh, probably ruined my feet but you know all good 
Um, what am I going to have for tea? I don't know. What are you having for tea, Jake? Probably a frozen piece of fish and some chips. Tends to be the diet nowadays. <laughs> it's not very exciting, I know, but it's uh, it's nice and easy. Ready-made, isn't it? So, yeah. Can't no, to cook. It's, too, it's too late in the day to cook now, Ben. It's 20 past six, Jake. Yeah, it's been a long day, Ben. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Oh dear. Well, anyway, I think uh, that's probably going to do us, and we'll we'll wrap up there for the week. Um, hopefully, you know, another another three points away at Plymouth. Um, if the game is anywhere near as entertaining as uh, as the one last year, then you know we're in for a treat. So enjoy it. We'll see you next week, and up the imps. Up the imps. The 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.